My Talkers, it's Thursday. One more day to the weekend. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got Julia's random thoughts coming up, Hollywood speak, and some really cool news about Ted Lasso that I'm pretty sure you guys will be interested to hear. Yeah, so this was on Good Morning America, and Julia, you are uh, you are an avid Ted, Ted Lasso it's, fan. Are you all done with season two? Or they only, they only release give, once I'm up to date. That's like a Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. I'm like two weeks behind. Grant just watched that. Oh, yeah. I just got two yeah, episodes for, in. It's great. Oh, yeah. I'm the same. I'm right with you. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I like it. it. It's good. So, but I thought this was kind of a cute story on okay. GMA because I guess I knew that Jason Sudeikis, uh, that Olivia Wilde had encouraged him to write this story. Right. Like he told her about this coach he had. Yes. And so GMA, this coach, they found this, I think he's from Kansas and he did. He is, right. And I think like Jason, did he... We'll find out, but I feel like Jason, this guy was his coach, and he's the inspiration for the character. For of Ted the Lasso. character, and that's on Apple Plus. Yes. All right, here we go. Kansas kindness, it's a thing. You know, plain spoken friendliness and a belief in human decency. What a concept. Well, we know that Ted Lasso has brought that to the fore, and maybe the coolest thing about this trip was indeed meeting the real life Ted Lasso. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Ted Lasso, your new coach. It was the surprising breakout comedy hit of 2020. Ted Lasso, a Division II college football coach from the Midwest, ends up coaching a cynical bunch of professional British soccer players. Coach, I got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore, right? And converts them to his ethos of kindness, positivity, and not taking yourself too seriously. Thanks, Roy. Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso, also created and co-wrote the series, says that he based Ted Lasso in part on this man, Donnie Campbell, who was his basketball coach at Shawnee Mission West High School. Right away I see the Ted Lasso similarities, the catchphrases, the Kansas kindness, the metaphors, dare I say, tetaphors? One thing as a coach, you'd use a sandwich principle. You know, you say something positive, and then you do some constructive criticism, and then you end with something positive. We want to play a few clips from the show and see if you recognize things you might have said, okay? okay. Taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse, and if you're comfortable while you're doing it, probably doing it wrong. I'm sure I probably got that from my dad, but I did say that one. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. <laughs> Be a goldfish, Sam. I didn't say that, but I love that. The Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis roots continue to run through Kansas. You know, this right here is some of the best barbecue sauce in Kansas City. His parents, Kathy and Dan Sudeikis, still live here. I meet them at the home of the Kansas City Major League Soccer team, Woo! Sporting KC. In the show, Ted shows off some of his Kansas kindness by bringing grumpy boss Rebecca biscuits every day in a bid to win her over. I brought you biscuits! It's Becky's Biscuits. (laughs) What is Kansas about? So many of us are transplants here. All that generosity kind of goes back and forth. And when Dad Dan points to an example of that Kansas ethos, he says it's embodied by the Ted Lasso line, Be curious, not judgmental. That was good. I thought that was just a good, cute, cute really story. Cool. It's fun to meet the guy. Yeah. The guy yeah. behind and the he's, guy. he's a big, tall guy. Oh, yeah. You know, just very folksy and all of that. Oh. So that that was, uh, I thought that was a cute story on GMA. Um, some other, we have another. Um, First of all, stop. Mm-hmm. 
Who was sitting at the main desk for GMA today? Oh, Robin and, and George were right next to each other. Yes, Robin was in the middle. Oh, yeah, they were back to their original seats. Yeah, they were. After the shakeup. Well, we don't even know. We don't even know, but it, luckily Robin had a long, had a three and a half week vacation yes. planned. Yes, and, and maybe she demanded that vacation, and maybe it was only going to be ten days, and it ended up being more right. like this story about George's producer. I was glad producer. to see him back together. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to that. That's that's too big of a machine. I know. My God, they have to do so many stupid Disney things. Yeah, they do. That is one thing um, why I do have to watch CBS and NBC. There's too much synergy. <laughs> well, if GM, GMA gets a little too Disneyfied for me, mm-hmm. um, and I just like I'm like, okay, do we gotta push every, every single Disney thing? Every. Oh yeah, the cross promotion, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but in character actors passing away, luckily he had a good long life. But uh, he's I guess according to Roger Friedman and everything I'm reading on social media. People loved Michael Constantine. He was 94. He played Nia Vardolis's dad in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And if you remember the show Room 222, which probably lives on streaming somewhere. We loved that show. He was on that. He played Principal Kaufman. Yep, he did. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that ran between 1969 and 74. He played Gus Portacalas, the father of Nia's character Tula in My yeah. Big Fat Greek Wedding. And he... So memorable. He's ninety years old. Ninety four. Oh, ninety four. Good long life. Wow. Yeah. So people, he died of natural causes, and he was at home, and uh, you know, so he wasn't sick or anything like that. But a lot of tributes to Michael Constantine, and just like what he was in a lot of uh, yes. shows in the sixties and seventies, yeah. just a character actor of a certain type. And you'll be glad to know, Julia, that um, Daisy Jones and the Six. Which, Which was a book. Book by Taylor Jenkins yes. Reid. It is going to be an Amazon Prime TV series. Uh-huh. And Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter, yes. Lisa Marie's daughter, yes. is going to be Daisy Jones. And Sam Claflin is playing the hot musician. This book, you guys... You loved this. You thought it was about a real did, band. Uh, everyone, everyone I know did. who read yep. that book thought it was about yep. a real band. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way it's, it's like a memo. You think you're like reading this memo. I mean, I just like, wow, this is like the wildest uh, story. It feels so real. So anyway. Um, did you like Malibu Rising, her loved. second book? Is- no, that's not her second. That's like her third or fourth. But isn't her other one getting made? Evelyn, yeah. the seven husbands of Evelyn Isn't Hugo? that being made in yeah. something too? ABC yeah. Family or Freeform, mm-hmm. I guess, is where that one is. But Riley is, um, yes, yeah, she's hard at work um, on that. Uh, and Hello Sunshine, Reese Witherspoon's company is producing that. Yeah, yeah. So she's just, oh boy. She's got to be Daisy. She'd be a perfect Daisy. Yeah. And Sam Claflin will be the hot musician. This takes place in the 70s. Okay. And very much like like you can imagine the troubadour. Maybe it even takes place at the troubadour in the book. I, do you remember? I never read Did you read never the read book. this book? No. Oh, I'm sure it's out in trade paperback. You would love it, Oh, I it, know Julia. I would. I know I would. I just... 
Yeah, you just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, in Malibu Rising, I'm still waiting for it. Well, it's coming back. We tried so hard, Grant, to get her on. Oh, it Tara just bothered Taylor. me. Because she's been bothered on her show so before. I know. And we got blown off by her publisher, just like Ellen Hildebrand, who we've had I've, for like 16 years in a row. I failed oh. my job miserably in yeah. these areas. Yeah, well, Julia, no one's holding it against I you. Yeah, no, you're, I am. you're no doing a great is. job. We're, we're just holding it together. And by the way, Gossip Girl, which I totally forgot because that only streamed one show on the CW and then all the rest, it's HBO Max, not even HBO. Okay. Gossip Girl, the reboot. Well, look at you that finally has realized that HBO Max is different than HBO. Well, no, anything that's on HBO is on HBO Max. Do you get that? Everything that's on HBO is on HBO Max. There are very few shows that are only HBO Max. That means they don't believe in them enough to put them on HBO and that's Gossip Girl. Is it any good? I watched the one that they debuted on the CW to it. try and get young people to stream. They mm-hmm. they renewed um, it for season two. Oh, they did. But to me, if a show only is streamable on HBO Max, it's like if it's only streamable on Peacock, they don't believe it has legs to be on the network. I also I also think too it also may be a way to get people to sign up. Well, that's what it is. That's yeah. what they're trying. Right. That's why they streamed it on the CW because that's where Gossip Girl aired. Got it first, then they're trying to get you to come over and buy but the subscription. But you know what? We just forgot about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe, you guys haven't talked about it in a while. Yeah, no, because we only watch the one episode, and when it's not on H, if I can't just DVR it, if I have to make a point of going and finding right. streaming for me, I forget about it. Yeah, right. For me, more than anything, that damn DVR is to remember what the hell I'm watching. I'm well, with you. It does it help. So much it does help. It does help. I All right, agree. listen, it's time for Random Thoughts. We'll be right back. Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, do you guys do the plank? Lori, I know you do the planks every day at the gym. Well, not every how day, but can, I try. How long can you, you, know how long can you hold it? I can for sure do like three minutes. Okay. I'm no share. Remember, Cher did yep. like 10 minutes and we were impressed yep. then. But so you got about three, Grant? I can do about three before I really like my back starts killing yeah. me. Grant? No comment. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't go to the gym much. Okay, but you were upping your game, I thought, since the fair ended. Yeah, that, well, the fair ended, what, like three days yeah, ago? Right, four days ago? You got to give me some time to ease She's in. She's a Virgo. She wants the plan. Yeah, no. <laughs> I really don't. I really I, I, don't. Because I did one today, and I'm like, I have not done one in a you, long time. You get out of I got out of shape. Completely. Yeah. And the only reason I think I can do the three minutes is that there's a couple classes I do every week that planks are part yes. of it. So I'm, I'm so trying. out of plank shape. Oh, well, this is a guy in Australia. That broke the Guinness. Oh, no. Well, how, long? how long do you guys think someone could hold a plank? I'm going to say someone can hold a plank for like uh, eight and a half hours. Oh, gosh. Grant, what do you think? F- five hours, probably. Five, maybe. Okay. This is ridiculous. 12, 18. No. This guy held it for nine hours, 30 oh. minutes, and one second. Yeah. Okay. You can do it three minutes. Sure, can do it 10. Grant, I mean, if I had to do it right now, I could probably do it for four or five minutes max. Yeah, yeah I don't. Because you've got good, Lori, strong form arms. You could beat me on this one. Yeah. But like, that would be the only athletic thing I could do I for sure. That Because Julia would beat me in arm wrestling. She could bench more. I know. I did some. Well, she's our little athlete. No, yeah. but no, I'm not because Lori works out every day. I don't work out every day. You go to classes. Okay, I, but I go to like four classes a week. Right. That's not really, right. you know, anything this guy, This guy held it for nine hours, 30 minutes, and one second, <laughs> and he's an Australian guy named Daniel Scully, and he said 
It was a head-to-toe experience, obviously, of constant pain. Oh, yeah, you'd be out of your body. My feet were numb. Uh My knees were burning. My thighs were burning. My left arm felt like it was on fire. Yeah. But That's was, how I feel after three minutes. I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> that to me, I just read that and I'm like, wow. Can you guys tell me anything you've done solely, just one thing for nine and a half hours, let alone a plank? I'd get bored. I'm I would, getting kind of personal. Yeah. I know. I was just <laughs> I've driven in my car to Montana for 16 hours straight. There you go. Uh-huh. But I mean, the f- physical thing, that's always the thing with the planks. My my show, I mean, like, my shoulders, my arms. There's no way. It's just like, so, that's there's a, no way. Yeah, no way. And they, I remember when they always and used I'm sure to say he was, it was on a, his forearms. Right. right. And they used to remember when they'd say it was a stomach exercise. And I'm like, I only felt it in my shoulders and my arms. But then when you start holding in your stomach and you're like, yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah, I, I, get, I get it. it. I what's feel going it. On. I see what's happening. I, I feel it. I'm pulling my belly I was button working up the through wrong, my back. I was working at the wrong place. Okay, <laughs> so tonight, the 2021-22 season of the NFL kicks off, and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the America's team, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, I hope Casey wants to watch this so I can go watch... Um, some of the millions of shows I've got. He on my will DVR. watch this. He will, will he watch, want this. To watch this game. Yeah, Tom Brady. Are they too good? Because is yeah, Dallas going to be good this year? This going to be a good team. Well, and big thing for Dallas is is Dak Prescott, who got hurt really bad last year and missed most of his season, is coming back from an injury that was pretty gruesome. He recovered really fast, yeah. so people are excited to see him come back. Right. Obviously, Tom Brady, right. and it's football. I'm so excited. Right. I'm, I, I'm so excited. Now, what will I watch? Oh, stop! Okay. We're not going to talk about that right All now. Right. But here's the big change. What is and it? I'm with Tom Brady on this. And so the NFL made a decision this year that people, different positions could wear jersey numbers outside of their usual things. Yep. So like as a quarterback, you usually have a certain set of numbers, like one through what? 15 per 15 se. that yep. you can wear. I didn't know okay. that. So when you're a quarterback, you know on the other team what the linebackers' numbers are. They mm-hmm. run through the certain, you know, these numbers, what the safeties' numbers are, what these numbers are. So you know who's playing what position. Okay. But the NFL just changed the rules this year, allowing um, people to wear any jersey numbers, like um, from 1 to 49 type. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
stands and receivers can wear. And you can change your jerseys every week, right? Is Chris Jenner right. advising the Wait, NFL? Isn't that right, Grant? To change the number every week? Can't you? Because no. NFL, because Tom Brady said. Who's going to have that many that uniforms? quarterbacks, you, you, know, you know, their whole thing is identifying who's the middle linebacker, who's this person. You watch all this tape every yep. week to see the people you're going to play with, what numbers to watch out for, how they yeah. usually run okay. the routes, blah, blah, blah. He says the number rules is crazy. Literally, guys change their numbers today. I'm playing two guys who had different numbers in the preseason. Yep. So yeah, I've got to watch film and know who you're studying, but also you also need to now know that they change the number. So one guy got a six, one guy has 11, one guy then changes it to a nine, and they change every play when you break your routes and get your spot. Okay, it's going to be challenging. It's for the defense. It, okay. It's a great advantage for the defense. Yes, and the big thing is they can't. They can change it, but they have to pay. They pay a ton of money, so it's not going to be very common. So, like the NFL, it gives you a number. They produce Nike produces th- hundreds and yeah, thousands of dollars of jerseys. So disposable jerseys. So what they around? do, they have to pay for it. Oh. If they want to change their number, yeah. they've got to go then and pay Julia, the NFL two hundred thousand dollars to do this. So I think the reason why it sounds like something Chris Jenner would have thought up. Okay, but number two is that is taking away the power from people who have photographic memories and all they do is memorize game tape. Now just let the games begin and let's see what it's like mano a mano on the field. I think it well, all right, it's a great thing for defenses. Yes, it is. I think it sounds like it's a great thing for the game because this will now not it Tom Brady probably has a photographic memory. Not only is he a great athlete, but I bet he's got some kind of a photographic and he memorizes game tape. So he's like anticipating. I like this mix-up. This sounds exciting. Grant, your thoughts? Because Lori doesn't know football. I don't, but to me, as an outsider looking in, to me, this sounds exciting. Like, this sounds, why is it so rote? Why Remember they when they so started letting people tape? wear the number? Because that's how you play these games. Everyone watches tape. Tennis players watch but tape once now. you get out on the field Grant, or on I want the you thing. to weigh in right now. I, I like the idea because it gives a lot of guys that maybe wore number Because in college, that's not the rule. So they maybe have a lucky number that they wore. Right. Yeah. And they would want to wear that number now. But I like where your head's at, Julia. But with the amount of work and money that they have to pay to change their numbers, it's not going to be like each week. I'm glad week. to know that. They're not going to do it each okay. week. They Most of these guys that change their numbers did it right now, and they're going to be set for the year. All you right. might get one guy in the right. middle of the year, but for the most part, it is so set So it's not none. some Machiavellian thing that I'm hoping for. Yeah, you're not like going to get... they're just going to be switching around. No. Now I'm a safety. No. Now I'm a middle. I think that'd be dangerous. It would be, yes. It would be dangerous yeah. because you don't know who's who then, yeah. and you All have right. to protect yourself. All right. I think it'd be dangerous, but okay. Now we know Sports that. talk with LoJ. Loved it. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I have something else, but I'm going to save it for tomorrow in the sporting world. Okay. So what do you think people think their most important possession is? Possession. Not like a person. Right. You don't own people. Um, geez. My home. Your home? My home. Yeah. Um, Your cell phone. 39% of people now wow. see their Because I was thinking, where are my photos? And I thought, why well, have albums and I have phone. them on my right. phone? Every, 39% of Americans now say their phone is their most important possession. That's mm. two out of five yeah. people. Gross. Well, no it is gross, can, I agree. Why is it gross? It has all of our phone numbers. It has our apps. It has important things we've saved. It's got our pictures. 
I mean, I'm just saying. You're it right. It has a lot in one thing. It's just we're I always in it. I bless my little cell phone. It, I would be devastated to lose it. You it, need a new one, though. I, I do need a new one, but I don't know anybody's numbers except Boy, for a handful. We didn't want you to talk during this segment. You have disagreed with us on everything. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> what's wrong with your beloved cell phone? Uh, okay, Grant, tell us about the traffic. All right, guys. 50 years ago today, John Lennon, on September 9th, 1971, this uh, was, uh, you know, his outstanding second album, Imagine. Yes. So, and the photos on the front and back of that album cover were taken by Yono. Or oh, Yoko. Yoko. Or I call her Yono. I like Yono. I like Yono. It's a new word. I, yeah. I like Yono. Yono. Yo, no, yeah, no, no, yo, no. is a great combined word, word though, for. Yeah, yo, no. Yo, no, oh, no, yo, no. Yo, no. It's so much easier. It is. I anyway, love that. Of course, the title track, A Plea for World Peace, still pertinent today. Yes. yes. So, um, and so 19... many people have covered that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So many. Yeah. Um, okay, now this, this headline I just must share with you. Okay. Okay. Beck and Marissa Rubisi's divorce has been finalized, and he gets to keep 10 of the houses. Beck? Beck. 10 wow. houses? Okay, that's right. Uh, Beck, that's right, 10 people. That's Beck, what got me right there was the 10 houses. Yeah, Beck officially leaves his 15-year marriage to Marissa Rubisi. His, her, her brother is Giovanni Rubisi, the actor. Okay. You would recognize him. Right, I have to look him up. He's Sneaky Pete. He was the lead guy oh, in Sneaky I know Pete. You know he is. He's, he's got, got those lots of huge things. blue eyes. Yeah. And um, so he, he's leaving with the shirt on his back, all of his bespoke shirts that he's so fond of, millions of dollars, one car, and 10 houses. And she gets some stuff. And also some Banksy's. And yes, oh, yeah. I said plural Banksy's. Did you see the Banksy at the Minnesota State Fair? Yes. Of the banana? Yeah. And Banksy's an artist that, remember? The, the street art. Yep. And then shredded it. And then the bananas hung up by duct tape. And Yeah, he did one painting that like yeah. imploded. And yep. Anyway, but Beck and Marissa filed for divorce in 2019, ending one of the more high-profile celebrity marriages blessed by Scientology. <laughs> and he, actually, Marissa is Giovanni Rubisi's twin sister. Wow. And, and, wow. and uh, Beck made it very clear after splitting up with Marissa that he was no longer a member of Scientology. Oh. Remember that? In yes, yes, yes. Good for and him. And both Beck and the Rubisi twins were ra- born and raised in Scientology. So we always kind of, we do feel yeah. like there's more of a... Like, that would be really difficult because yes. that's how you were raised, right. you right. know? And uh, her her mother, the Rubisi twins, their mom is a high-profile agency to celebrity Scientologists, one of whom is Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. So escaping a Scientology marriage sounds terrifying to me. Um, <laughs> but if you have a great lawyer, which obviously Beck did, um, mm-hmm. because you don't want to... Fa- Pay a billion years worth of Thetan support. No, you don't. Yeah. But anyway, so here's what happens. Uh, they figured it out. They they did have a big issue because they had a they had a, some kind of um, uh, not an exactly a prenup, but I guess 
They had a difference of opinion, Julia, as to when the separation date was. Oh, okay. Yes. And it was and by that, two that, years. And that's financial. It's purely financial when two people years. disagree. But wow. they, she, that's a big, big that's a big disagreement. She claimed it was February twenty nineteen. He said it was June twenty seventeen. But they had a prenuptial agreement. Okay. But that two years because Beck makes some money. And I guess they legally their custody of their two kids joint. Cosmo and Tuesday. They're 17 and 14. I Mm. hope they don't have to be Scientologists anymore, but they've been raised in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. He he has to pay her... um, Well, he pays her about um, $18,000 a month in spousal support, Mm -hmm. and then he has to give her like a percentage of his income... For anything over his gross annual, blah blah blah, he has to, he had to give a writer a check for five hundred thousand dollars. He's keeping ten homes. She gets to keep the one home in Beverly Hills. Okay, maybe it's it's probably a big one. It's probably worth what the homes in Tennessee and say. Arkansas yeah, and the yeah, little yeah, cabin yeah, yeah, up yeah. at you know. And he gets to keep uh, four pieces by Banksy and a bunch of other art. She gets five Banksies. Wow. These guys have invented, plus an original Andy Warhol wow. painting. Wow. Hopefully they this have enough walls. This is very detailed. Yes. Hopefully they have, have enough, enough walls. <laughs> and he's, Marissa drives a 2014 Honda. This was the funniest thing. Okay, and, that is a funny. And he drives a 2013 Mercedes Benz and they oh. both get to keep those. That's so why got, he's got 10 houses probably. But that's weird to me that, that okay. They just drive old cars. They just drive old cars. Well, well, they don't rest in California. It's, no. He puts his money into a home, which is a little better investment than right, a car. And, and everybody had a copy of Beck's Odelay. Oh, gosh. And that must have sold. That was massive. Massive. Oh, what, in the See, early, late I don't 90s, know what you guys right? are even talking about, but, I, Here, but I'll grab you, a song. you guys just know more. Well, the music thing, and I I don't know. I feel like you would know I'm Odelay sure I know the if song, you heard the I music just... and if you saw the CD cover, you'd sure. be like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. And I remember, uh, just I just thought that would have made him like really a lot. He's worth like between fifteen and thirty million. Do you think he's good looking? I think he kind of looks like a. He's got a. Isn't he black, like albino looking? No, no, maybe I'm like getting him mixed up with. Um, he's very thin, so I've always thought more number two pencil. Okay. <laughs> number two and he pencil. always wears a hat, so that kind of looks yeah, like a pencil. I, yeah, he looks. But he I'm looks like a nerd. He looks like an that. Amish nerd. I'm holding right. it up for you. Yeah, YouTube he people. always is wears it. But I mean, they're driving cars that Obama was the president. Well, what? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, Beck. They, he's got ten homes. Maybe they just like to go undercover, incognito. Yeah, you know, so if you uh, so those two, they're I kind of like done. that they drive the old rides. Yeah, they got the old rides. Yeah, and- Julia, have you heard this song before? I'm sure you have. Right, Grant. We listen to this CD oh, all the time. This was a great album. Yeah, Odelay. Yeah, Odelay. 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 Should I tell you about Keith Urban? Please. Right, he's been sober for 15 years. We remember when this all went down. Did he get nominated for CMA today? I'm gonna I don't know. All I know is, I don't know that he did. He, he didn't. I, he didn't have, he had an album maybe? I don't know. Okay, he talked about his sobriety. He said, um, it took me a long time to get sober. It took me a long time to recognize my alcoholism because I didn't drink like my dad who was an alcoholic. And he, So I compared everything to my dad. And he went to rehab like after he and Nicole had been married. I'm going to tell you about that. How many months? Yeah, like 
two, two months. And he said it took me a long time when he finally made the right decision. He wished his dad would have made that decision as well. He spoke about Nicole Kidman sticking with him after rehab. That's the point where she really should have just walked. And I'm just so glad she didn't. And she made a decision to turn around and initiate ultimately the intervention that saved his life. He said it was done in such a way that the love in the room in the moment was just right. And I was like, put the cuffs on and let's go. I mean, he's making it, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he adds, he doesn't talk much about his addiction. He doesn't talk much. No, because he doesn't want people to think he has a negative opinion about alcohol or drugs to each Mm. his own. I yeah. don't have any judgment about yeah. it. I want people to come to my concerts, have fun, do what right, you want to do. Right. There's no judgment. But he just said she stuck with him because we remember they were not together long. No. And I think he relapsed and then went back in for the six month deal. Yes. If you remember, because yeah, yeah. they, they met backstage, someone set them up, their agents right. or something, and they're both Australian. And that, it was like so perfect. Yeah. And they, he was, a, he was, he had a cocaine problem. Cocaine, right. That was, was his thing. Say, well, whatever it is. Yep. When you can't stop. Right. When you can't, when you don't have the stop button, button. you just like keep drinking, yep. keep snorting, keep whatever it is. And, and you can only imagine like how many people were like, want to, Turn on Keith Urban or whoever it might right. be. I mean, it's just endless part party I love fun. Him. He's love got him. Music, but right now we're hearing so many like really horrific stories about cocaine being laced with fentanyl, accidental. You know, the, drug use is not as easy as it used to be, Larry. Well, Julia, it, yeah, that sounds really it's, bad to say, but the fentanyl stuff is things are cut scary. differently. It's now. cut differently, and also like you can we know from watching Breaking Bad and some of these other shows, you can make stuff. Cheaper than getting the real stuff right. and all of that. And it's so just it's dangerous. Terrible. Well, Keith Urban is not nominated for any CMAs this year, but um, there's That's... a whole bunch of people who are. They did nominate two women in the Entertainer of the Year. Who? Mar- Miranda and Carrie. Okay. Underwood. And um, That's funny that they do Miranda because based on John Bremen, everybody who went to the concert, she has no stage But presence. she never wins. Yeah, I know. She, she hasn't won that yet. And Carrie. Has limited stage presence too. We saw her. Yes, we do. You know, should they? They should have nominated Maren Morris. They did nominate Maren Morris for Female Vocalist of the Year. Gabby Barrett, Ashley McBride, Miranda, Maren, and Carly Pierce. Good. Uh, Maren will probably win it because I think people really, really like her shows and stuff. I don't know who votes on any of this stuff, but that that's happening. There's a blistering, blistering back and forth. <laughs> in uh, the LA Times, Lindsey Buckingham, and he performed here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and John Bream, at inter- Mystic. Uh, yeah, at Mystic, and he interviewed him because Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac has a solo album. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gave an interview to the LA Times, and my gosh, he in angry details explained why he got fired from Fleetwood Max. Remember that? Complained about Stevie Nicks. No, this is just in this new Oh, but interview. I remember when he got fired. I just oh, yeah, said, yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, um, and it just, anyway, uh, he's told LA Times it would be like a scenario where Mick Jagger says, either Keith Richard goes or I go. And no, neither of you can go, but I guess the singer has to stay. That's the figurehead. And he's like just going on and on, boy, Stevie Nicks and um, the Azoff, the producer, fired back and just, you know, I I haven't read anything quite so good and dishy, but these two have always epically fought. That's how we got rumors. I mean, these two were lovers, but if you have a chance, 
read the LA Times, this interview, and then read the responses that uh, Stevie Nicks and Irving Azoff give back to the LA Times. It's quite juicy. I believe it. it it's quite juicy. Nobody is holding back. And Stevie Nicks, uh, she lit a fire under him. And now it just like, yeah, it sounds like maybe, maybe Lindsay shouldn't have been so whiny in that interview. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. All right. Listen, we come back. We're going to Hollywood speak. Uh, Megan Fox, who's probably in town since Machine Gun Kelly's at the Armory tonight. But she has this to say about her relationship with M. GK. What is the meaning of this? Okay, what's the meaning of this? All right, Julie, you're gonna love right. this. Okay, Give it to um, me. Um, Megan Fox got candid in an interview for CR Fashion Book. That's Corrine Rotfield, who used to be the editor of French Vogue. Oh, that one. That okay, lady. that popular lady. That popular mm-hmm. magazine. Um, about her relationship, she actually asked, was asked about it. She said. I think part of our connection comes naturally because our relationship is so karmic that our spirits, our souls are so intertwined on that higher plan. A lot of it is handled for us by our ancestors. She's like you. She, she went and had her chakras read, Lori. She's just like you. You guys have something in common. Her oh chakras are red, and they were married. They were they that, were destined to yeah, be together from a past chakra life. Chakra gobbledygook. Yes, it is chakra gobbledygook. Oh, well, how good, how lucky for her that yeah. she truly is in love with the man she's with. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, she deserves it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here's another one. Okay. So Britney Spears, her for everyone was waiting. For what, you know, she, she was going to post on Insta. After her dad, dad said he's stepping down. Well, that he's asking, asked the court to make him not be a conservator right. anymore. Right. And that he's doing it, you know, oh, for all these good reasons, right. blah, blah, blah. So Brittany posts this. Okay. She posts a photo of her and Iggy Azalea at like the VMAs. Sure. Whatever year it was. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Uh, fun working with such a strong, badass woman like her. I haven't met her new baby, but if she's reading this, God bless you and thank you for all your kind words. Okay, so she famously broke her NDA and spoke out about how she saw Britney Spears' dad treat her and Britney Spears' dad treat Britney Spears at this VMA performance. What was this? She just did it last month or something. Yeah. But she's just like, this guy's such a jerk. Yeah. I don't care if I'm breaking my NDA because her dad made anyone who even stepped in the same room as Britney, Britney. sign something. She was, as she was going out on stage, I think yeah. they were doing their song, uh, Pretty Girls or something. And her dad. And her dad said, you will not go out on the stage if you don't sign this NDA. Right. And it was like this big blanket NDA. Yeah, you're right. right. So good for her. So, so Britney, Britney remembers those who have stuck up for her during the time. Yeah. Someone else said she was sending her smoke signals uh drew barrymore yeah yeah I, well listen i mean appreci- there have been a lot of people who have said we can read between the lines right. on stuff from when britney was in charge of her instagram and think of how long this has been going on for her that's sad that's tragic there'll that's be really tragic. there's probably going to be a movie of course there is yeah okay uh here is oh just hollywood speak megan mccain's um, statement about her joining the tabloid, the Daily Mail, after leaving The View on ABC. Here's what she said. She she said she's looking forward to sharing her opinions, quote unquote, without fear of 
favor. Okay, so she <laughs> is so excited that she is just going to be able to talk, say whatever she wants and not have Joy Bear, Whoopi Goldberg, the rest of the panel just she tell doesn't her she's have nuts. to be accountable for she anything. She can just yeah. babble her feelings yeah. about yeah. everything. And it's so interesting. The Daily Mail editor or whoever hired her has never watched The View because she is vehemently, totally hates everything royal. She would get mad, mad, mad about anything Harry and Meghan. She was vehemently would always talk about how we beat the revolutionary British, you know, out of this guy. You know, she's a right. real strong uh, revolutionary. She does not like British anything. That's funny. Anything. And she's like really been very dismissive about Brit. So it's an interesting one-year contract probably that she mm-hmm. got to write guest columns like Pierce Morgan does yeah. and stuff like that. But without fear of favor. Mm. It's like such an old-fashioned It is an old-fashioned thing to say. To, to, it's a privilege to join the team. I've been an avid reader for many years, and it is truly a global juggernaut. So, well, that is true. It is true. Okay, it's come to this. And, and, and I'm just going to tell you that global juggernaut is going to lose me because every time you click on a picture, you have to watch a video. Yeah. You have to buy the game. I mean, I'm so, they have really. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really, not subscribing to that. Well, no. we don't subscribe. No, But I, I mean, you can't even I mean, click on pictures anymore. But you could if you wanted yeah, I know. to. We can't be bothered. No, there's too yeah. many. Everyone wants our money. Yeah. Okay, Bruce. Remember when the worldwide internet was free, Lori? Yes. Remember Julia. when we could just click on anything? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, it's come to this. Bruce Willis, his latest movie, was sold to Fox's free streaming site called Tubi. You guys, oh, the people like that T-U-B-I. site. Rocco mm-hmm. watches that site. I know. It's called okay. Corrective Measures. Um, he's still working. He's still working. He's still getting a paycheck. Do you know that since 2015, he's made about a dozen of these straight... To video. To streaming movies. A lot. But but he he really is making um, a real art of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see the pictures of Vin Diesel, speaking of which? What happened well, yeah, to him? Okay, I told you I saw him last year at that fancy Montecito Hotel. Yes. Um, was he this he, big? He was... He is- He's not tall, but he was. He had a portliness about him, Julia. I, he last time I watched Fast and the Furious two. Yeah, right. That, oh, that was that a long photo. time ago. Two. He was so fit and cut. I I was shocked. I just saw Fast Nine uh, when it came out earlier this year, and he does not look like the belly of the picture that they have there. It that picture you're talking about. It, I I don't even know how he got. It, it's so big. Well, well, that movie sh- was made like probably two years ago. Right. Oh, good point. He's been yeah. pandemic eating. Along with John Hamm. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, bad. there's pandemic pudge everywhere. I feel, I'm glad that everyone is just like relaxed their stomachs sure. for a minute. Oh. Sure. You know? <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little fair, I'm with you. But, I know. Yeah. No, when I saw him last year, I was kind of like shocked at that. He did First look- of all, he's not that tall. Tall, big, whatever. Like what is he? Five. He's like five, five seven, nine, five, five maybe yeah. five eight. He's okay. my height. He's probably lies and says he's five ten on his thing, or maybe five okay. eleven. How about this? What do you think when I say this? Heather, not a bird, not a plane, but it's Superman. jumping out of a plane. 
Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) What's he doing now? Oh, they're filming Mission Impossible 7, and he was seen parachuting out of a helicopter, which, I mean, come on. He said he... This is so him. He did, like... Who was talking about him? He did, like, 21 jumps in a day. But, I mean... That's all he does. That's all... Is this how he arrives when he comes to pick you up for lunch now? It used to be motorcycle. He'll just come out of a helicopter. His BMW got stolen. Things out of his car got stolen, like his computer in London last week. I mean, mean, according to the paparazzi that were there, he free dove out of the helicopter, did some spins before pulling the chutes. And when you think about it, it is wild that the... Studio insure this. insures him. I feel like there's some kind of Scientology catch somewhere in all right. of this that they allow that they do this because he's a multi-million dollar player making movies and her, you know, right. hurtling down. Right. I mean, when you think about how controlling studios are, yeah, he really he's not got a, free reign. Yeah, it's not a bird, not a plane. You don't have to ask. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll be right back after this brief break.